Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back to the Make an Impact Show. My name is Fab and I'm your host and obviously the founder of Creative Impact. And today we are talking about change, but good change how to navigate the different changes that we'll have in our business and in the way that we show up online. And this is so important, especially right now when leadership has changed so much and our lives have very much pivoted for about 18 months. And uh, genuinely pivoting is the word of the day. And I think this is why it's interesting to explore that again together. But I'm not going to be alone today. I'm going to be joined by the lovely Sabli Kat. If you don't know Sabi, she is a self-love coach, passionate about helping awaken each woman's divine radiance. As a certified transformational coach, speaker, meditation, guide, yoga, dance and movement teacher, she is weaving together a range of modalities to bring an integrated approach to feminine empowerment and business leadership. So we got the work cut out for us and she works in a range of ways from group programs to one-to-one -one coaching workshops she guides thousands of women all over the world to love themselves more deeply and embody their most radiant life and this is what we're going to talk about today this is a conversation for everyone really about understanding how can we get more in touch with ourselves and our needs and it was an absolutely beautiful conversation to have if you remember the Creative Impact Collective, don't forget to check out our exclusive selection of questions that come from you, our members. You will find out this exclusive snippet of our podcast in the resources in the Creative Impact Collective. So if you're a member, go and check it out. We ask specific questions around feminine leadership and also how to show up with a more feminine energy online. If you're not a member and you want to access exclusive members' questions as well as resources, monthly calls, masterclasses and so much more, then head to creativeimpact.group slash collective to find out more. Without further ado, it's time to meet Sabi, and I'm sure you're going to love this one. We're in. We're, we're in this magical 
virtual room where I have Sabi with me. Hello, my dears. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am really chuffed to have you chatting with me today. I feel, you know what? I, I, I'm a strong believer, Sabi and everyone, mm. into like kind of feeling the energies, even if Zoom doesn't help. But mm. I just feel so much more calm. And I'm hoping everybody that listens feels, ah, as soon as I saw your face, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. So I think even your voice will give us that feeling. So again, thank you for holding the space for us. Mm, well, thank you for having me here. And I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. Exactly, exactly. The vibes are going that way. Yeah. As a squirrel head, and again, dear listeners, you know I have a bit of a squirrel head. I think it's nice to be able to have somebody who can ground us a bit before mm-hmm. we go into that. Though. It's time to break the ice, which we wouldn't even need to, but it's fun. So we're going to do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I got three questions just to warm us up. All right. I'm going to start with the fun ones. Question number one for you, Sabi. <clears throat> okay. A trivia category that you'd be really good at and why? If you could think of one oh. trivia category, what would it be? <laughs> Beyonce songs came into my mind, so let's go with that. <laughs> I am loving it. It can be literally anything. We're making the rules here. Who cares? Yeah, I was like thinking about dancing to some Beyonce songs and that popped into my mind, so let's go with it. <laughs> What's your Beyonce power song? Oh, choosing just one is really hard. God, I think I need to sit with that one. Okay, she's, got about, she's got about 50 songs, really. Like, God, who knows? It depends what, it depends what vibe I'm in. <laughs> All right, so you know what? Hold that thought. We'll come back to it at the end, okay? Mm. We'll come back to the okay. one specific okay. song at the end. So like, if something comes in, hold it. All righty. <laughs> Now, my second question is, you know, we're going to be going back to memory lane just a touch. And before we go out and look at now, I want to look at the past. And I was wondering, first of all, what is the first job you had? But more importantly, what did you learn from it? Mm, the first ever job, even if it was like one when I was 16 for a few weeks, does that or like that one or like proper job (laughs) I you know what I really love to hear about the small jobs I think we learn a lot from summer jobs and the little things so whatever whatever tickles your fancy but I do enjoy exploring those like summer jobs and teenage jobs let's let's actually go with more like first proper job and I had to think about it because there's been many. There have been many and I kind of forget what order they've gone in. So I was go- going to say my first job after university, which was actually um, in management consulting at, at PricewaterhouseCoopers, a graduate scheme. But my job before then <laughs> was actually teaching dance and um, like dancing and as a dancer, auditioning, that kind of thing. And that's very reflective of my life philosophy, allowing yourself to do what feels right for you in each moment with your career, with your business, allowing yourself to change your mind if something else is calling you more, allowing yourself to, like giving yourself permission to embrace all parts of you, you know, the part of me that was creative and wanted to dance and wanted to explore that side of myself, the part of me that wanted to follow a more 
not follow a traditional route, but wanted to see what that kind of environment was like. So yeah, I've done lots of different things and whatever I've done, it's always been about um, giving myself permission to try and to explore and not, not restricting myself to have to just do one thing forever. I love that. And I love that it's going to come back to obviously what you do as well. And I think that's going to be good exploration for the topic of today, Um, which is kind of funny because we talked a lot, not just in the podcast, but also in the magazine and even with our members in the collective, we talked a lot about change and embracing that. But I think it's almost like we were for so much. I'm not, I'm going to have another question before we dive into this, but I think there's a lot of layers to this. So I'm really excited to be talking about it. Before mm. that, in my time with that, that's my last question. Yeah. So the podcast is called Make an Impact Show. Creative impact is all about making an impact online and with our peeps. So what does the idea of making an impact mean to you? Mm, yeah, I love this question. Doing something that really matters. Something that will be here after you're gone. You know, after you've stopped working with someone, when you die, when you're no longer in that space, your work will will live on. That impact you've had on someone's life or someone's business or whatever it is will continue to thrive. And that actually then creates this ripple effect because the shift that that person or business has experienced will then go on to shift other people's lives. So yeah, I love, I love this kind of topic. And I love that that's, I love that that's what this brand is called. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, and it's kind of funny because of what you just said, obviously we, it was really hard by the way, just a little insight to rebrand, rebranded from the health bloggers community. Hello, everybody who knows about that. We see you. We see you all timers. But for everybody else, so creative, the creative side of it, you talked about it. And it's a big thing that, you know, that I'm pretty sure also for your clients that combines all the people that we help. They have a creative streak that they want to express when it comes to the way they help people. So that's the creative. And then I was like, well, making an impact is what I'm all about. So we have a brand I birth. <laughs> that's what it is about. So, you know, that's a combination of creative impacts, but it also goes back to what you said and it almost kind of prompts my first question for you, which goes back to what I was saying about changes. I feel in the past year, or past 18 months now, oh God, uh, we've had, we've been forced to go through some changes and bigger than maybe the ones that we would usually go cyclically in life. And I wanted to ask you, how do you feel we can find a balance between now having experienced these changes and also embrace change as, as something positive and maybe understanding how to part with the trauma that I think some of us have experienced? I don't know if I'm explaining myself. If not, I can reframe it. But I'm just wondering about, we look at change and we're like, ah, oh, because all the changes that happened this past year, we couldn't control it as much. And I think there are some lessons in there and I would love to hear your opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, so first of all just like acknowledging that this has been a tough year or two for for a lot of people and like that 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 is true and that it's not to diminish that in any way shape or form that it has been really hard for lots of people 
But change can bring about so much growth and so much power when you allow yourself to, to, to view it that way. You know, that's, um, that's that like very cliche quote, right? That the only thing that's constant is change. Like even if the pandemic were not here, like life is continually shifting and evolving. And when you start to see it as potentially a good thing or exciting you begin to see new experiences and possibilities that you might not have seen before like it gets you out of feeling stuck and it can actually feel quite exciting when you embrace change and transformation as like ah we get to try something new now we get to evolve into something different now it's probably why I've done so many different kind of jobs because I really enjoy like I don't like staying stagnant and staying in one place and so it can actually feel quite quite empowering to let yourself shift when when things are naturally shifting with you and it goes back to a point you said something so brilliantly you made me almost think about the fact that now that we see it whether it was because of what happened to the world or whether it's just because we're more creative and we've got more prompts. But, and I want to hear your opinion. This is more than a question. It's more like a thought. Mm-hmm. I've seen, especially online, because obviously that's where a lot of people interact these days. When Instagram is not down, lol, very topical <laughs> at time of recording. Yes, that just happened. Anyway, you'll know, if you know, you know. But I don't know if you've seen it as well, but I've seen that because so many people started embracing new things and trying new things, is almost understanding and finding the balance between looking at what's going on and learning and exploring it, but also not feeling the anxiety of things that maybe would have worked for six months or a year. Again, if you've been in business for a while, you know what I mean? They don't, there's things change even around you so fast. And it's almost finding the balance between realizing that and not being overwhelmed by it. This is a very specific kind of almost business level, but that's what I've seen, you know, things that were working like products, experiences, even platforms, now people are shifting. And I think we're shifting much faster than before. And I want to see if you felt that too, or if it's just, again, my squirrel brain that is mm-hmm. a lot these days. Yeah, I think it's something as big as like the, the pandemic, like what how people live shifts. People are shifting what they realize they actually desire, what's actually important to them. And so like, the way some of us like run our businesses, like we we don't necessarily have to totally shift it, but I think we just need to keep our eyes open to to what's needed, where people are going, what people are really desiring. Are we responding to what's going on in the world? Because there are always possibilities to support people and to help people, but we have to, we like, we have to keep moving with the times (laughs) and um, things are just moving maybe a little quicker than they did before. And I think that's the, I'm going to say a challenge, but there's a beauty to it as well of entrepreneurship, like having to always keep your eyes open and, and notice like what people are needing and where people are going. I love that idea of keeping your eyes open to see what the world needs, because I think it reminds us of the element of responsiveness that when we can embrace that, I think, and it might be one of the obstacles and the challenges that some of your clients face and your audience faces. And that's why I'm asking this. 
it almost allows us to let go of the ego a bit more and to be like, okay, how can I meet people in the middle? How can I do obviously what lights me up? That's what we do, what we do, but also do it in a way that really, you know, solves that problem or helps people with their goals. And I think it really allows us to get, to become a bit more humble as well. Mm. I don't know if you see that as well. That's how I have felt, especially after what you just said. Mm. Yeah, totally. Like it's, it's not just about like, and it never was just about us, but even, even more so like it's, it's not just about us. It's about how can we, how can we best serve and guide and support the people that are in our communities that have ever evolving and shifting needs and how can we respond to them? Um, and sometimes in, in new ways and sometimes it might ask us to get creative in ways we haven't before. Um, but that can be fun as well. <laughs> I wanted to ask you then, kind of going back to what you said, what what do you find are some of the main challenges of your audience? Because obviously you help these people navigating the change and also embracing different ways of working and better understanding their audience. So what are, do you think are some of the things that block us? Because, you know, a lot of people might be hearing this. They're like, yes, queen. Mm-hmm. And then we get to do it. And it's just like, whoa. And this little cloud comes up so I was wondering if you can pinpoint a couple of challenges or blocks that you have seen people experiencing and I'm I'm seeing almost like I'm, I'm thinking about people that I work with that are entrepreneurs as well as people that aren't that are just lots of people essentially I think are, are questioning even more what are they doing? What is it that I'm doing with my life? And do I feel fulfilled? And is this meaningful? And is this why? So it's, it's not necessarily a, a, a blocker as much as, to be honest, an opportunity <laughs> um, that this period of time has, has given people to actually reflect on what it is that they really desire and where it is that they really want to be. I think a blocker would be more like the world situation right now is is physically stopping people from getting to places and doing certain things. It's making it harder to run certain types of events. And so there are physical limitations on what we can do in our businesses and do in our lives. And that can feel like a massive block because it can feel like we're we're out of control like we we are not in control but I think it's an opportunity because it's asking us to get quite creative (laughs) like okay this isn't possible what is then like what else can we can we do how else can we still create this whatever it is that you're that you're creating I love it the idea of bringing the opportunity into the challenge or into you know, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of funny how semantics works sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Finding the best way. Because I think, and that's kind of where I wanted to challenge you <laughs> again. With Because I love what you're saying. And again, I'm putting myself into the shoes of a lot of people and myself sometimes. Because I believe, and that's my belief, and I would love to hear how you work and what you think is good. But I believe that when you listen to your intuition, God is right. God, mm. your intuition knows. But then again, some people hear this and they're like, thanks, Fab. Thanks, Abby. Intuition. Great. 
how do I know if it's my intuition? How do I know that it's not fear? Yeah. How do I know there's not comparison. And I believe that honestly, we cannot hear it enough how different people rekindle with their intuition. Because by the way, we ask this a lot, and this topic comes up a lot mm-hmm. with our people and the interviews. But I think it's important to explore it because for different people, they might get in touch with their intuition differently. So we'd we'll love to hear your opinion on the power of intuition and also how do you help clients or even yourself rekindle with it yeah. when you're trying to figure out what's next, what you're doing, where should you go? Yeah. So just a few different things, I guess, to, to be aware of when you're trying to decipher, like, is this the voice of my intuition or is this the voice of fear? Um, first thing that you can check in with is like the, the timing of the, the reaction or the response. So I'm going to, let's give a concrete example. Say you're like, right, I want to quit my job and start my business. Say that's the, that's the desire. And you, that thought might like pop in first of all, like right now is the right time for me to do this. And so the voice of the intuition is, is often like first and the voice of fear often comes, and it might just be like a few seconds later, a few minutes later, a few hours later, that comes in a little later and then starts second guessing and questioning everything that deep down in our bodies we knew to be true. So that's one, the one thing to check in with timing. Second thing to check in with, and I kind of just hinted at it, is almost like where you can feel that voice, the voice of our intuition, like we can feel it in our, like in in our body. It's not really coming from the logical mind. It's coming from like a feeling and it's quite intangible. So if you're very used to being in your like masculine energy and your structure, the voice of your intuition might not make that much sense, but it's not supposed to make sense. It's a felt sense. Um, whereas the voice of like fear is often coming from our minds, right? We're often trying to rationalize and make things make sense. When, to be honest, most of the best ideas you'll have for your life and for your business do not make rational sense on paper (laughs) because they require you to take a leap of faith. So yeah, body, mind, time of kind of reaction or voice. And then also check in with like the tone of the voice. Like the voice of the intuition is often in like a loving, reassuring kind of tone. The voice of fear is often kind of nitpicking, almost like it's kind of telling you off, is a little bit harsher, is a little bit like, is a little less loving, (laughs) to be honest. Like the voice of your intuition is like a voice of, the voice of love, I think. So those are a couple of couple of things. And I love that you mentioned in there the element of second guessing and almost the element of then going back to what you thought and what you wanted to explore. And then these little things start happening. And, and it's literally like voices, like different, the different voices that come in and ask what if and the what ifs. And I think that's where I find that when my intuition, I want to just say this quickly, because when my intuition once told me that I shouldn't have gone for something, that I should have explored something else, it was constant. It was a constant anxiety and fear that I felt. And I was doing something. It was like, this is not good. This is not mm-hmm. for you. This is not right. And I just felt it's because this is the biggest project I've, I've taken in forever. And I was like, no, no, no. It's because it didn't work. 
And is that I, again, what I did, I opened up to new ways of doing it. I was like, okay, I know that I still want to do this, but I'm going to be flexible on how I'm going to do it. And then when another opportunity came up to make it happen, I said, yes. And I never felt that feeling, but I remember because every single time I would talk about the project, I would feel a bit stuck, a bit anxious, physically anxious. And I was like, this is, this doesn't feel right. So again, even when something isn't going against what you know is true, you will feel it. And it's just, as you say, it's it's just understanding these little things and these little nuances that we can pick up, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Like the voice of the intuition when something isn't right for you. Like it's going to be there. And so many of us kind of ignore that. <laughs> we, we, we ignore that inner voice that something isn't right and we, and we kind of continue. And I think that's always a lesson. Like we can look back at the times, like when have you ignored your intuition? And then just ask yourself that. Like what situations have you been in? Write them down. Notice the patterns that you've already had in your life where you've ignored that 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 voice and then check in with okay where are the spaces in my present life now that I can start to reconnect a little more now into the last the last question of the whole episode (laughs) the hardest one because it's the one that we ask every time I think somebody's going to correct me on this but I think since um, maybe episode one it must have been yes 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 so this is this is the big deal Alrighty, Sabi First of all, thank you. And we'll let you share a bit more about yourself in a second. But if you could ask anyone out for brunch, brunch, anyone dead or alive, who will this person be? Hmm. Do you know what? (laughs) I'm laughing hilariously. But I just think it's got to be Beyonce again. She's just like such an icon for being in her feminine power and for constantly reinventing herself and embracing her sexiness, her wildness, her like her unapologetic self. And yeah, I still haven't thought of, of, of the song, but I'm going to say I'd, I'd have brunch with her. <laughs> That's the problem. I was going to ask you, I should have thought about this. I was going to ask you, which song of Beyonce would you have on? And I'm like, oh God, Inception, Beyonce with a song from Beyonce. Yeah. How would you welcome her? Maybe it runs the world. I don't know. Probably that's a good intro song, right? <laughs> and just like both of you just like coming in around just, just winking at each other, be like, yes, we got this. <laughs> totally, totally. Girl power. <laughs> hmm. First of all, thank you so much again for coming in and sharing all the wisdom and giving giving us a lot to think about. I think it's okay. it's a good time for reflection and just to think about where we want to go next and also embrace any of the feels that we might have felt for a very long mm. time. Yeah. If people want to find out more about you, ask you any questions, do all the good things, where should they go? Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my name, Sabby.ker. Um, my website is sabbyker.com. There is, you'll see on my website, there's a free um, worthiness bundle. You get a, a workshop, an ebook. So if you want to grab that and, and you'll get on my mailing list as well. And then what else do I have? I have a one-to-one mentorship that's especially for entrepreneurs to help them to really tap into their confidence and their leadership and their like self-love and worth 
and let that be the power that then ripples out into how they show up in their businesses. So if you're interested in that, then just drop me, drop me a DM on Instagram. And to be honest, like if you listen to this and have any reflections, thoughts, questions, DM me on Instagram because I always love to, to connect and to chat. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>